the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. Kate Winslet micro expressions, 1800s teen angst. She is one of the most humble people. I love the character growth. She's award winning, well known. Yeah, I love this. She's 100% this character. She has this gumption off the charts. She is amazing. Oh, so classic. Bold, valiant, daring. So much grit, a lot of tears, a lot of boobs. A life lesson, you know? A life lesson from Kate Winslet. Yes. Hello, and welcome to Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Anne. We love Kate Winslet, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Flushed Away, which was released in 2006, where Kate plays a character named Rita. If you want to watch this, you can rent it on Amazon. And in Flushed Away, when Roddy the Rat gets flushed from his posh up-top life, we discover a whole new world of rats, where Roddy sets out to save the city with his new friend Rita. If you haven't seen this movie, now's the time to pause and go watch it, because from here on out, there will be spoilers. I'll say... If you have a child in your life, this is a fun one to put on. So I think it's like, it's a good one, but you don't have to. What do you think? Uh, agree. I, this is not my top choice when I'm thinking animated animal movie, but right, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think I liked it slightly more than you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I think you did as well, but you know, that's what we're here to talk about. Exactly. So take it the away. Ins, <laughs> the ins and outs of Flushed Away. <laughs> So we gave the plot of Flushed Away a 6.75 out of 10. The movie opens with a family in London preparing for vacation. Their young girl, Tabitha, puts a bunch of food in a cage for her pet mouse slash rat, rat, I believe, Roddy St. James, voiced by Hugh Jackman. Roddy is ready to party now that he has the house to himself. He throws a party with all the dolls and stuffed animals, has a real Home Alone montage experience, I would say. I love that. And I feel like I've said this before. I will say it again. Kate would have been a great Charity Barnum in The Greatest Showman across from Hugh. I just feel like there's missed opportunities with the two of them singing. Oh, someone get in touch with a casting agency. You're right. (laughs) Agree. We need a Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet movie musical, please. Please, yes. In the middle of the night, Roddy hears a loud clang, afraid of what it is. He uses a G.I. Joe-style toy as a shield and goes to investigate. (laughs) The sound is coming from the kitchen. There is a huge tremor slash explosion type of thing from the sink, and suddenly a sewer rat emerges with a burp reminiscent of the Sprite Challenge, which is a throwback (laughs) that was relevant when we wrote these notes. (laughs) It was like, okay, I think it became popular over the pandemic, right? (laughs) Where someone would have to try and drink a whole bottle of Sprite without burping. And it's relevant to us because I think Anne should do the Sprite Challenge. <laughs> I absolutely would fail. A hundred percent. I can't even drink still tap water without burping. <laughs> That's why I want you to do the Sprite Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's unladylike, but I've just leaned into it. Maybe that'll be, in so, you know, we can't really do a Sunday style spotlight for this animated film. <laughs> So maybe instead you should do the Sprite Challenge. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, I feel like it could go horribly wrong. I know. Like, to film yourself just burping to put on social media. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll do it for you. Please, just for me. I won't post it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If we ever have a Patreon, you can pay to watch me burp. How about that? (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, man. 
<laughs> donate to our buy me a coffee fund and maybe we'll send you the bed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll consider adding it to the list of benefits yeah. for a certain <laughs> donation tier. <It's> so weird. <laughs> Okay, all right. The sewer rat, his name is Sid, doesn't know how he got there. Roddy tries to call him a cab. I'm not asking questions about that. But he's decided to make himself at home by watching TV. The FIFA World Cup, England versus Germany, is coming up. And Sid declares he's staying there forever because it's a very posh living room, TBH. Yeah. Roddy tries to tell him he needs to leave, but Sid says this place is his now. Roddy has an idea and offers Sid a relaxation in the jacuzzi, a.k.a. the toilet bowl. Mm -hmm. Sid knows what it is, so he pushes Roddy in instead, and he flushes him away. Roddy now finds himself in the sewer with a bunch of nasty stuff from toilets, like goldfish, dentures, etc. (laughs) I also think one of the things in there is a nod to Finding Nemo because it asks, have you seen my dad? (laughs) (laughs) Roddy tries to stop himself from freaking out despite being surrounded by slugs. He hears a sound in the distance and finds a tunnel, and he falls into a city. Looks a lot like London, but everything is rat-sized, made of human junk. A policeman tries to help Roddy home and scoffs when he says he lives up top with the humans. The policeman is skeptical because humans don't like rats, so how on earth could Roddy live up there successfully? Right. I have to say, I think part of what I really liked about this movie is the creativity of this little mini town in the sewers. Like, I love seeing what they've used to make the different parts of the town of, like, the human junk. It's super cute. Agree. Really would have tickled me as a kid. Also, there's this hot dog salesman who's selling full-sized hot dogs. Like, (laughs) not rat-sized. Full-sized. Love it. A townsperson tells Roddy to seek out Rita, who may be able to help him get back up top. And he finds her. Rita is, of course, voiced by Kate Winslet. She's a scavenger mouse who lives in the drains on her boat. Suddenly, some mafia-looking rats force their way onto Rita and Roddy, restraining them. They're looking for a ruby Rita has that her father had originally scavenged. And they start tearing apart her boat looking for the ruby. Roddy begs Rita to tell them that he is an innocent bystander and has nothing to do with this. But instead, Rita tells them that he's a jewel thief, evidenced by his nice clothes, and that he stole the ruby from her. So (laughs) she just is pulling him right into this. Yep. And clearly, you can see the difference in their lives. Like, Roddy is not prepared to be in this situation, whereas Rita, you know, scavenging in the drains, she's kind of like, she's got some grit to her. Yeah. Roddy tells them that the ruby is in Rita's back pocket, and Rita tells Roddy he's toast. They're brought to the mafia's rat's boss, who is a big toad. Roddy accidentally breaks some stuff in the toad's place, so he sentences Roddy and Rita to be frozen with liquid nitrogen. How these rats get their hands on liquid nitrogen, I don't know. (laughs) They are chained together. Rita has a paperclip in her back pocket, so Roddy gets it out and they're able to unlock the chain. Roddy gives Rita a lift so she can climb out of the container they're stuck in just as the liquid nitrogen is released, and instead of the two of them, two mafia rats are frozen in their place. Rita gets the ruby back, and the two try to escape. I must say, as a child, watching movies, I really thought that you could just pick a lock with, like, a bobby pin or a paperclip, and of course we tried it as kids just for fun. Yeah. Not the case. No. Um, don't, don't know how people do that. No. I, yeah, it seems like something you should just be able to try and get it on the first try. Yeah. Not, I don't think it's true. No, don't think so. Rita steals the master cable that controls the floodgates to the city, and she begrudgingly helps Roddy as she escapes. Like, he is just tripping everywhere, <laughs> not agile, a, li- a liability, honestly. Yes. 
<laughs> Rita gets away easily. Roddy, like I said, is having more trouble. She finds a boat, and Roddy is able to jump onto it just before the mafia rats grab him. After a fall and a scuffle, Roddy ends up with the ruby. He takes one look at it and realizes it's fake. He easily shatters it against the side of the boat, proving that it is a fake, and Rita's pissed that it's just made of glass and Mm -hmm. it's not a true gem. She punches him, claiming it was from Queen Elizabeth's crown and that she and her dad did everything to get that ruby. She thought it would change her life, but she's upset, again, that it's not real. Yes. Also, since the queen's death, it instantly ages everything that mentions her. Right, yeah. I forget what we were just watching, but we were watching a new season of a show, and it mentions Queen Elizabeth, and I was like, wait, this is a new season, right? But, like, obviously it was filmed before her death, but, like, she was just the queen for so long. Right, there's, like, now a clear before and after. Yeah. Roddy offers to help Rita get rich if she helps him get back up top to Kensington. They spit shake on it, which makes my skin crawl. I think it's so gross. I think spit is so gross. Agreed. Meanwhile, the Toad has unfrozen his associates and gives them the task to get the Master Cable back. They need to be back in time for the World Cup final. (laughs) So, that's a big deal everywhere. Rita and Roddy stop at Rita's parents' house to ask for his maps. And it's, the house is just full of, like, hundreds of rat children. (laughs) Roddy comes inside for dinner and everyone thinks Roddy is Rita's boyfriend. Rita's dad, upon hearing Roddy's from up top, discourages her from going because it's so dangerous and no one's ever done it before. Roddy overhears a conversation that makes him think Rita is selling him out to Toad, so he sneaks out and steals her boat. But she catches up with him. They clear up the misunderstanding after Roddy and some sewer slugs serenade Rita. I just, I love that the, (laughs) that they're like, how do we get Hugh Jackman to sing as much as possible in this non-musical movie? Right? Yeah, they're like... Add a show tune, please. Yes. (laughs) The mafia rats catch up to them and a scuffle ensues. They're able to evade them. And as they realize they've made their escape, they slow-mo make lovey-dovey eyes at each other. And dare I say a romance is blossoming between Roddy and Rita. Do you think they're equating to human ages? Do you think they're like teenagers or young adults? Like college aged? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say they likely equate to college aged rat humans. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because they can be on their own, but they're, like, still young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hmm <laughs> The Toad is upset that they did not catch Ronnie and Rita, and we learn that the Toad's hatred of rats comes from his past. He was the prince's favorite childhood pet until he was replaced by a rat and flushed down the toilet. The Toad's French cousin, Le Frog, comes there to help. And who on earth flushes a toad down a toilet? Like, wouldn't you just put it outside? That's so cruel. That's so weird. Also, can we just take one break and talk about pets for a moment? Because I think a toad and a rat are both weird pets. Uh, Yes. I fundamentally don't understand anybody who would choose to have a rat as a pet. I don't get it. My neighbors growing up had some rats as pets. (gasps) And they were actually, like, good. Like, they were... I I know, but they're... Pet rats are actually, I think, pretty clean. Like I've heard that. And they're smart, obviously. Um, you know, I think a ferret is a far grosser pet. I think any, like, I just don't understand the appeal. What are you going to do with it? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's just something you have to feed and it's gross and it might bite you? It's a rodent. <laughs> it, it is a rodent. I think I, I feel that way largely about most animals that live their lives within, like, a glass-walled terrarium of any kind. 
I'm really going to say, I'm going to, I think my opinion is I don't understand any pets except for dogs. Maybe fish because they're so low maintenance and like it's a pretty feature to have in your house. Like if it's a small enough fish, I don't think that their quality of life is really less, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But I, ju- I don't think I understand any other pets. I mean, that, that's fair. That's the yeah. line you're drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy and Rita bond more. And Roddy tells her all about his family, including a bunch of relatives, which we can't totally tell if he's speaking of his humans and he's representing them as rats or if this is wishful thinking. But, like, he's really extrapolating on his extended family here. Yeah. I think also he maybe feels some pressure because we met Rita's family and she has, like, so many siblings and her parents are there and Roddy doesn't. And his humans had left him alone, you know, so I I think he's just trying to make up for it. At one point he says that they go skiing, and I'm, like, trying to imagine a tiny rat skiing resort. And, like, where would that even be? Yeah, I think he's, like, telling the stories of the human family. Yeah. <laughs> Le Frog and his associates catch up to them, and Rita tells them that the ruby was a fake. She doesn't have it anymore. They laugh and tell her that they're actually after the master cable and that she's now wearing as a belt. Robbie's like, well, if that's all they want, no big deal. But Rita wants to know why they want it. And they say, you'll see, come the World Cup final this afternoon, and laugh maniacally. (laughs) Roddy has a plan. Rita tells him to go for it. So Roddy launches a fly in the air to distract LaFrog and all his friends, and then Rita ties their tongue to a branch so that they're no longer on the boat. One frog (laughs) remains on board. Oh, LaFrog's associates are frogs, not rats. Okay. Just like tying their tongues to to a branch. Yeah. Just then, their boat approaches some rapids that exist. They fall over the edge and manage to use a big mechanical hand on the boat to catch onto a pipe. Very Inspector Gadget. LaFrog gets the master cable and releases the mechanical hand, sending their boat over the waterfall, and they use a plastic bag as a parachute, float past LaFrog to grab the cable, and then make it up top. This is crazy. Gotta talk air sports for a moment. Yes. Because you and I went parasailing in Florida together. We did. It was very with, fun. With super fan Hannah. We did. We went on a girls' trip to Florida. That was so much fun. It was so long ago. It was. That was that was probably nine years ago. I think it was 2014. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. I've also been paragliding in Switzerland, which was amazing. I didn't think I was gonna do it, but once we got there, I was like, I think we have to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you have any desire to go skydiving? Um <sighs> I feel like my desire lessens the older I get to go skydiving. Scott went for his 30th birthday, and mm. I mean, we met a few months after his 30th birthday, and he was like, well, I, I went when I was single and like, you know, didn't have any <laughs> responsibilities to people, um, and now now he's like, I, would, I wouldn't go again, you know, yeah. at this point. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I've always like been like, yeah, I would go skydiving, but like, you know, when push comes to shove, jumping out of a plane, I don't know. <laughs> would you? No. I used, when I was younger, I used to say I wanted to. Now I'm like, nah. I don't. Yeah. I can find some thrill in other ways. Yeah. I'll go on the, the Superman ride at Six Flags. Yeah. I did. I've gone indoor skydiving. Oh, is that fun? It looks a little anticlimactic. I think it was fun. It was, I could see also if you really wanted to go skydiving, maybe doing that first to get a sense of what the sensation is going to be like. Mm. I'm glad I went, but I don't need to like go again, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, it's cool to see what this is like. And then I was like, yeah, I don't think I need to go skydiving. That's fair. And I loved what I I really loved paragliding because paragliding is essentially you run off of the side of a hill and your parachute is already up. So it's just Mm -hmm. the floating part. You're not free falling at all. 
which I really loved that part. It's like so peaceful. It's beautiful. You get the views, but you don't have, and I thought it was still very thrilling, Mm -hmm. but you don't have like the scariness of the free fall. So I think that was enough for me, you know? Yeah. Seems like percent chance of death is lower. I would think so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They float above Kensington until they get to Roddy's home by jumping into the chimney and they made it. I feel like my whole explanation of this whole action scene was a little confusing. I apologize. The point is that they're above ground now. Yes. (laughs) Roddy gives Rita a real ruby and they hug dramatically. It's like a earring or something. And Rita asks for a tour and to meet his family before she leaves. He drives her around in a toy convertible. She sees his cage, which he calls his master bedroom, despite what it looks like. And, you know, she's no dummy. She's worried he's there all alone. Yeah. Also, I just love the way that they, like, create Roddy's look here. He's, like, disheveled. He has this white shirt and really looks like Hugh Grant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Different Hugh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. (laughs) But it is Hugh Grant vibes. It is. It is Hugh Grant vibes. Sid is still there, so Roddy introduces him as his brother, Rupert. But Rita and Sid know each other. Sid teases him, and Rita says it's okay. Roddy's offended and says his life is more than okay and kind of tells Rita it's time for her to go. He's he's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. She leaves, and Roddy wants to get rid of Sid, who's watching the World Cup final. But suddenly it dawns on Roddy, and he realizes the Toad's plan is to flood the entire rat city at halftime. Meanwhile, the bad guys catch Rita, and the Toad gets the cable back. He plugs it in and, again, laughs maniacally. (laughs) Roddy has Sid flush him so he can go save the Rat City. Before he leaves, Roddy agrees Sid can stay there and take his place as long as he treats Tabitha, the child caretaker, nicely. Now that he's met Rita and he's got a plan, he's like, forget Tabitha. (laughs) Yeah, no love for Tabitha at all. (laughs) Like, assuming you've been with her for, like, most of your life. Right. Roddy arrives with two minutes to halftime, scanning the crowd for Rita. He spots her hanging, tied up on a rope right in front of the floodgate. He gets a balloon and a fan. How does he get a balloon? I don't know. Or a fan. I don't know. Flies his way up to Rita. He apologizes profusely and then rescues her. The bad guys see them flying off and shoot them down with a staple gun, which I love the ingenuity here. Yet another scuffle ensues. Roddy manages to trick the toad into getting his tongue stuck in a moving gear. They narrowly just escape and break open the liquid nitrogen pipe just as the floodgates open. The liquid nitrogen freezes the giant wave, saving the city. Roddy asks Rita if he can be her first mate. The movie ends with the slugs singing Proud Mary while we get a montage of Roddy and Rita and Rita's family setting sail on a new boat. (laughs) I just have to say, Miss Congeniality 2 is the better use of this song, but I'm okay with it. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) And that's the end. Yes. What did you like about it? Kind of like I said before, I just love the, I love the creativity and how they create the new world underground. I think that's what I liked most about the movie. Yes. I remember American Girl had this like tiny things craft book as a kid that I loved. I loved the tiny like miniature models of things. Oh, I don't think I had that. That really tickled me. And I did like the singing slugs, I will say. Yes, very fun. I also thought, like a lot of animated movies, I thought it had cute jokes for both kids and adults throughout it. Yeah. This was also made by the claymation creators from the Wallace and Gromit movies, which were a big staple in our house as a kid. And then the computer masterminds from Shrek. So, like, they came together and made this movie. I think this movie falls short of each individual contributor's previous work, but Mm. it's fine. I never watched the Wallace and Gromit movies, but I agree, obviously, this falls short of Shrek. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Shrek is an international classic. classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also thought it had a fun soundtrack. 
It did. Th- this is true. It did have a good soundtrack. I feel like more modern kids' movies have really good soundtracks, and it's like 100% for the benefit of the parents or yes. adults watching the movie. Yes. They're like, we'll make this bearable for you. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like this was the same scene repeated over and over again. I got bored with it. There was like fight and chase scenes. It just like... I started to check the time halfway through because I was like, how many times are we going to... Right. Like, how many times did I even say, like, scuffle ensues, they catch up to each other, they're creative and get away. Yeah. Scuffle ensues, they catch up to them. You know, like, it it just, like, I could have done with less of that. Yeah, I agree. And that became even more clear, I feel like, as we were rehashing the plot today. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it really is just the same thing over and over. And there's other kids' movies who have... They're still easy to follow for kids, but they have a more advanced plot than this did. Agree. It it just felt too easy, too simple. Too easy from a plot perspective. Yeah, it's like yeah. they put all their thought into how to make the world fun, but then they just made the plot. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, like, the World Cup final and the liquid nitrogen stuff, like, it just seemed a little random. Yeah, I mean, like, so this toad has a vendetta. And it, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even that it was the toad's vendetta. It was his, like, cousin's vendetta. Right. I'm like... What? So now it just created like this animosity between toads and rats, I guess. But like yeah. the sewer rats also aren't the pet rats. Correct. <laughs> yeah, they have nothing to do with this. I think it would have been fun if like they had had more of a chase scene or something that happened above ground. Like yeah. the fact that all of it is taking place in this like one piece of sewer is kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Again, just felt too small, too simple. Yep. Yeah. So for Kate's character, Rita, we gave her a 7.25 out of 10. She's clever. She's resourceful. She's independent and strong. Clearly, she's the one leading the way between her and Roddy. But she's, like, pretty unshakable, I would say. Yeah. I don't think that there's a lot of character growth. Like, she's pretty even keeled the whole movie. I would say that she is, like, a constant, you know? Yeah. She's already well-developed. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I think if we had seen some growth, maybe then we could have given her more points. But otherwise, it was just like, she's solid and likable. Yeah. Again, I'm like, it would have been cool at the end of the movie to, like, see them teaming up, like, above ground to, like, pull mm. off little rat heists or something together. But Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. And then for Kate's acting in this movie, we gave her a 5.75 out of 10. It's really hard for us to rate voiceover acting, but when I'm thinking of, like, We have a few voiceover acting, several voiceover acting movies for Kate. And I just didn't think there were any standout moments. Like, I thought she was expressive and fun to listen to, but this did not need to be Kate Winslet. I didn't think her voice was incredibly identifiable in this. Like, Mm. when I'm thinking about, like, our girl crushes in their animated movies and you think about Reese Witherspoon in the same movies. Oh, yeah. Like, that's got to be Reese, you know? Yeah, yeah. It had to be. This, I didn't feel the same way. I agree completely. So for our bonus category this season, the category is feistiness. And we had to give Rita the rat here a two out of two. It is like Mm -hmm. her whole personality. If you had to describe this rat, you would be like, she's feisty. Yeah. Yes. Dare I say boss babe rat. Oh, I like it. A a BBR, if you will. (laughs) Truly. And then for Would You Watch Again, we usually give this a one or a five. We landed at a three for this one. We were split. I would watch this if absolutely necessary with my niece or nephews, but probably definitely would not pick this. If I'm picking out an animated movie to watch, so many I would pick above this. This this is not on my radar. Yeah. 
I said I would watch it again, although I do agree I would probably pick other ones before this, but I'm not against rewatching it. That's fair. So to review, for Flushed Away, we gave the plot a 6.75 out of 10, Kate's character Rita a 7.25 out of 10, her acting a 5.75 out of 10, a feisty score of 2 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of 3 out of 5, bringing it to a total score of 24.75 out of 37 points, meaning that Flushed Away is ranked number 17 out of all Kate Winslet movies. And I have to say, this is where our rankings, I think, get so close together. Yeah. And it is, like, at the end, we'll have to, like, really dissect this middle section of these movies. And we had to do so much tie-breaking. And it's really, I mean, we'll get into it, but there's, like, a couple scores that we think really sway the ratings when it comes to Kate Winslet's movies. Mm-hmm. I think the rewatchability is one of them because she's in a lot of unique movies that aren't necessarily rewatchable. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that this has a three helps it and that the character yeah. is super feisty. Totally agree with you. Like, and again, I think we've said this a few times, the way that the scores fell this season are so interesting. Again, like you just said, because they're so close together, but also because like the bottom half of her movies, I don't know what it, if it is just because they're like so unique if that's the right word to use. But I don't know. We went into the season being like, oh, we're going to rate everything like a 35 out of 37. Not the case. Not the case. No. It's very interesting. There's like, yeah, like it starts to decline. And then once we reveal the whole list, there's like a lot of movies that are like 0.25 points away from each other. Mm -hmm. Just continually, each ranking. They're so close. Yeah. We had to move a lot of things around to make sure that we were being definitive in right. our rankings. Yeah, we had a lot of ties. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to go through all those at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. As always, thanks for listening to Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or on TikTok at girlcrushpod. You can also visit our website at girlcrushpodcast.com or support us at buymeacoffee.com slash girlcrushpod. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about Divergent and Insurgent. Yes. Excited for those. Me too. Bye. Bye.